0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. Today, we've got a story of wrecking a marriage. A relative's one at that. But first, a story from Lost PB, Confetti Wars A few years ago, the wife and I left town with our new baby to go visit family. In the fog of new baby, we left the bag that contained our milk supply for the baby on the kitchen counter. No big deal, milk is cheap and we'd gone too far to turn around and get it. Rather than come home to rancid milk, I called BFF to see if he could swing by my place to put the milk in the fridge. He's on it. When we get home, I immediately noticed a problem. There is Hot dog-shaped confetti in the ceiling light fixture. It's everywhere. It was in the fridge and cupboards. It was in coat pockets, DVD cases, the wedding album, my hockey gear. We've been finding them for years. We've since moved houses and still find some to this day. Fortunately, all is not lost. My wife is very creative and resourceful. She found and sent him the perfect petty revenge. Here's the text transcript. BFF says, well, I suppose I have a story to tell you. I say, sure. They say, I guess I have to start with my normal morning. He had recently moved out of town for work and met a new significant other. They say, I wake up at girlfriend's place, then make my way over to my place, poo, shower, shave, and get to work five minutes early. Today, I find myself showing up at work five minutes late. So this morning I get home and remember that I need to get the mail. So I'm like, crap, the mailbox is a five minute round trip. There goes my wiggle room, I'll be showing up to work right on time today. So I run to get the mail. Next to save time, as I have two packages. I sit on the pot to take my morning poo with these two parcels. I say, go on. They say, open the first one. Sweet, my LEDs I ordered are here. Set that one aside. So I grab this tube like one, give it a quick look over, one end is stapled, not only stapled but overkill stapled. So I look at the other end, one piece of fiber reinforced tape, okay no brainer, tape end it is. So I take my knife and cut the tape, set my knife down on the counter, meanwhile Thor, the cat, decided he was interested in what I'm doing. So he comes and sits on the counter beside me. So I grab the plastic cap and give it a tug. Next thing I know, the cat is flying through the air, attacking a thousand hot dogs. As they rain down on us as I'm taking my morning poo. OP laughing, saying, so good. The BFF says, so now I'm on the crapper, trying to keep the cat from eating hot dogs while I wipe my butt. OP says, I'm gonna fall off a ladder, I'm laughing so hard. They say, so luckily I was able to just toss the cat out and close the door for the day. So now I'm five minutes late and still have thousands of hot dogs to take care of after work. As long as they're all having fun in this hot dog war, I think that's all that really matters. Do you have a good enough friend that could hot dog your entire house and just about everything you own and for you to not get perpetually upset with them? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Denise DeNephew. Three-month notice period the right way. My old job had a three-month notice period for management level. After working seven years there and being constantly told that I'm going above and beyond in every review, I was very happy. But then I got shouted at by my line manager, that is a 55-year-old fully grown woman, yelling at a 30-year-old man like I was their child, in front of my whole team about something that was completely out of my control and a completely harmless fixable non-issue. I was livid. I complained, but demanded payment for the abuse and embarrassment that was put on me. I received an apology and a 3,000 British pound pay raise. After I accepted the pay raise, I handed in my three-month notice. Due to their stupid contract and the fact that I had access to all the data drives in the office, and how upset I was about my line manager's inability to control their emotions, I basically enjoyed dossing around for three months with my new pay raise money, doing the bare minimum because they had to remove my access to most of the drives. They said, you don't have to honor our three month policy, you can do one month if you want. And I simply just went, no thank you, I'll stick to three. Lovely pay for three months, just chatting to colleagues and complaining about the managers. It was also lovely to hear how many of them were applying for other places and hearing some of them were already doing interviews. They say don't burn bridges, but they never said don't siphon them for every penny. My question is, what kind of blackmail does that line manager have on somebody else there who calls the shots to be able to have gotten away with it for seven years? And even to the point where OP got this pay raise and they're gonna quit too, and from the way it sounds, it sounds like this manager still didn't get any kind of reprimanding or consideration for being fired. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from someone with issues. Cousin tries to paint me in a bad light, so I become an informant to his wife and his baby mama i'm 25 year old female south asian and i don't know why but most of our dad's side of the family is toxic as freak and mine is no exception while my mom's side is more open-minded and basically a carefree bunch dad's side are a bunch of misogynistic toxic constantly in your business and the most judgmental people you'll meet regardless we live in the same community which means we still have to interact with them and see them from time to time This one aunt and her whole devil-spawn children take the cake, though. Hate being around her daughters because they enjoy humiliating people and making fun of them. Sons are literal trash and are expert liars and manipulators. They have every auntie in the family believing they're basically God's gift to our community. This one male cousin, 32-year-old male, though off where to begin... He's been a freak boy since secondary middle school, has zero regard for the female race, and constantly brags that no woman will be able to tie him down, and he won't give any woman the time of day, cause that's the type of man he is. The fact that I hate him isn't a secret, and I'll constantly say things that'll have all the toxic aunties on my back, and 99% it's absolute lies. A suitable fake name for him would be Freak Boy Trash, but FBT will do. So back in 2012, FBT can do no wrong. Perfect mama's boy, the apple of all toxic aunties eyes, and just perfect Muslim boy has multiple relationships at once and manages to get one non-Muslim girl, Sophie, pregnant three months before she graduates uni. Sophie decides to keep the child, even though devout Muslim FBT begged her to abort the baby. He manages to keep this from his mom and the bulk of the community with the help of his brothers and his male cousins as well. Sophie has the baby around the same time, FBT's mom who still doesn't know about her but gets a feeling that her baby boy is straying and in her mind, the solution is to marry him off to a simple girl from the home country. She arranges the marriage, FBT and his entire family go to Pakistan. The marriage happens, he spends a total of 4 days with his new wife and then runs back to the UK. He makes no plans to bring back his wife to the UK, but his parents end up doing all the work for him, bringing her to the UK two years later. Now, his wife, Faria, was raised that she must constantly serve her husband, and whatever happens, she cannot leave him. Sophie comes to know about his marriage, but instead of ending it with FBT, she continues the relationship, but starts taking pictures of FBT with their daughter, and post them to Instagram, making sure to tag him in every photo, basically 25-30 to pictures in the span of a week. So now everyone in the community knows, and even Faria finds out. Now this makes my blood boil even recalling this. FBT, Auntie, and his brothers go on a massive smear campaign saying, He was young and didn't know any better and how this crazy white lady is blackmailing him and he's only doing it for his daughter. He's planning on earning her trust so he can take full custody of his daughter and raise her a Muslim as he doesn't want his daughter to be raised in that environment. Just so there's no confusions, this is all lies and he never intended on taking full custody of her. Everyone just believes him and he comes out of everything just unfazed. Meanwhile, with Faria, he barely talks to her, refuses to give her the time of day, stays out all night and basically thinks of her as a free maid for himself and his parents. Faria, to her credit, does have a mouth on her and starts berating FBT fighting with him in private about his treatment towards her. Whenever he's out, she blasts his phone as he's with other girls or friends out all night, only showing up in the morning. She also starts sending him voice notes in WhatsApp, angry at him, even screaming his name, swearing at him and his parents. How do I know about this? Because FBT ends up showing the messages to everyone in the family, telling them how he's stuck with an illiterate B-word, and that's the reason why he refuses to spend time with her. That it's been like this from day one, and giving Oscar-worthy lines like, Could you imagine being with someone like her? Do you actually blame me for not wanting to be around her? Faria ends up having two daughters with him, but the sad part, she won't admit she doesn't love him in public, making it seem like they're a perfectly happy couple to save face, and FBT's mom helps her. The fact that FBT and I don't get along isn't hidden. Neither does my dad, to his credit, he's the only one who sees through their lies and calls them out for how they are. None of his family like him, or us for that matter, for that very reason but I count this as a blessing more than anything. FBT would still go out of his way to make it basically impossible for me to be at any family gathering without any harassment from family members. I gifted my uncle a coat. FBT told him in front of me to throw it away and I have bad taste. He tried to trash my dad cause he isn't as close-minded as his family, calling him a bad Muslim, and even went as far as lying, saying I have multiple boyfriends at once. When I would defend myself, he'd act dumb and say, why do you always blame me? You really think I care to talk about you of all people? By 2017, I had it. I don't remember specifically what he did, but I contacted Sophie and immediately told her everything. Then also befriended Faria and started telling her any lies he would tell the family about her. So from Sophie, I found out that all this time he'd been promising her that he'll divorce Faria and marry her and she's holding on to this dream. I try to convince her FBT isn't worth her time, but she was adamant that he loves her and only her. So I stopped trying to convince her, but texted her and informed her of all the nice things FBT has been saying lately about her. So she doubles down on harassing him. He was completely caught off guard, Sophie found out about his fake plan to get full custody of their daughter and has made their life a living heck. Sophie had turned him into her personal chauffeur and errand boy and for some reason he does everything she says. I don't know what she has on him but it must be big cause he was on our Instagram again taking his daughter to haircuts, taking them on shopping trips, the beach and basically buying her anything she wanted. As for Faria, I helped her out by sending her info on his whereabouts, and at the time, side pieces. At first, Faria kept everything a secret from her family, but after someone convinced her, she told them everything. First, her parents started an absolute war with FBT and his parents. To save face, FBT had to apologize and said he'll straighten up his act. Faria has brothers in the UK, and they constantly check on her if FBT slips up even a bit. They come over, take Faria away with her kids, and don't send her back till FBT apologizes and promises all over again to be a good husband. To understand why Faria just doesn't leave him, where she's from, people look down on divorced women. And to her, living with a husband like FBT is better than living in such shame. Makes you wonder why Auntie chose to get a girl from there for FBT. Now in 2022, Sophie and FBT aren't a thing anymore, but she still has him as her errand boy, threatening to take him to court if he isn't there for his daughter. Apparently there's no side chicks anymore, but not because he suddenly learned to love and respect for his wife, but cause FBT's recently been having some trouble in the bedroom department. Unfortunately, someone found out and now everyone knows. My poor aunt blames it on black magic that the white girl learned and somehow performed on him. Faria still lives with him, but has managed to get some leverage to move out of the in-laws' home and live in a separate house. FBT comes home at a timely manner. They still don't have the best relationship and fight constantly, but what can he do? FBT knows someone is after him and thinks it's one of his male cousins and now is in constant paranoia about who keeps informing Sophie about what he says and does. He also thinks the same male cousin is an informant to Faria's brothers, so now he's basically withdrawn from family functions. And even if he does attend, gone are the days of flaunting his greatness. While I still talk to Sophie and Faria, giving them any morsel of info that comes my way, and will probably continue to do so for a long time. All I gotta say is this just goes to show that sometimes it can be the people you least expect. FBT said in the story, Why would they care to talk about OP? Well, little did they know they could have. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. had a great reason the entire time, had they known. Our next story is from the medium chunk, My Petty Revenge, Parking Lot Edition. Today I had a bad day at work and just really wanted a margarita. I pulled into a local Mexican joint that has $12 pitchers, found a spot and began to pull in, just for a white Prius to cut me off and take my spot. I was annoyed, especially because they passed a spot a few feet further in favor of cutting me off. I got out of my car, and as I was walking in, the girl driving told her friend, husband, or whatever, make sure you get us a booth. My original plan was to be passive aggressive, and just get inside before them as a small victory, but when I got inside I noticed that there was only one more booth available. It wasn't a huge revenge plot, but you better believe I asked for that booth. I happily sipped my margarita and queso while they waited for a booth. It's the little things. I'm not gonna lie though, margaritas and queso sounds like it would kinda slap. Like if there was ever a time to do any kind of revenge, no matter how petty it may be, doing it whilst having a treat like that sounds like a pretty good time. Our next story is from Magic 8 Balls. You're not supposed to be working. This happened to me about 20 years ago, so the details might not be 100% accurate. At the time, I worked as a cook-slash-bartender-slash-server at a local pizza place. Yes, every employee was trained to do all three jobs, and if you opened for the day, you did all three jobs by yourself for at least four hours, sometimes five or six hours. I was scheduled to open every Sunday at 11 a.m., the people who own this place owned another pizza place in a town 30 miles away, but the place I worked was their head office for a lack of a better word. That's where the supplies for both places were shipped. Since the other pizza places didn't open till 3pm on Sundays, the manager of the other restaurant would come into the restaurant I was working at around 2pm to pick up supplies. Let's call her Kay. Normally I would get along with her just fine. Unless she went into witch mode, then she was unbearable. Usually every week I would have everything she needed ready and waiting for her. If I wasn't too busy cooking or helping a customer, I would even help her load it into her car. Then she would leave and I'd continue doing my thing. The Sunday my story takes place was Mother's Day. I was already upset because I had to work instead of going to lunch with my mother. Almost as soon as I walked in, I started getting orders because, well, it's Mother's Day. Around 2pm, Kay walks in and she was obviously in witch mode that day, because not only was the restaurant I was running at the moment supposed to be closed for Mother's Day, which the owners completely forgot to mention to me, I have other stories about them, but she still had to work, and she started tearing into me for having the audacity to milk the owners for a few extra hours worth of pay I wasn't entitled to. I called up the owners, who confirmed I was supposed to be closed that day, and they forgot to let me know. I was livid. Not only did I miss family lunch for Mother's Day, I now had to call customers to tell them their orders were now cancelled, while listening to Kay all but accuse me of theft. Finally, as I was about to leave, Kay asked me if I could help her load stuff into her car. I looked her dead in the eye and said, I'm not supposed to be here, remember? Then I walked out, leaving her to load everything by herself. I'm not sure if this qualifies as petty revenge, but I felt a little better for it. God, there is nothing worse than being in a situation where you're just frustrated, you're not happy to be someplace, you're really struggling through that grind, and then somebody comes in and starts complaining at you about something stupid. It makes you want to just, like, slap them upside the head and say, shut up. (laughs) Our next story is from Rust revenge as an adult my parents were very harsh with me as a child they recognized they were harsh with me and my mom's even lamented how she treated me none of us are rich especially my dad he doesn't save money gives it all the way to family and buys stupid crap like broken down Volkswagens he'll never fix so now every month i send them money because i'm able to my mom and i have it set up automatically because she administers their finances and pays for food My dad, I don't. I only send him money if he asks, and I play dumb. I tell him to wait and see if it gets deposited in a couple of days. I make him ask several times, and I can see that it embarrasses him and makes him feel awkward, and what I send him is a pittance anyways because I know he blows it. Sometimes I play dumb long enough that I don't even send it because the month is almost over. It gives me a small amount of pleasure to hold it over his head. Should I stop? Probably, but every time I'm about to finish setting up the automated transaction forum, I exit out of the bank website. I think this story explores a very interesting reality sometimes that you can love somebody and want to support someone, but if you know that they're just going to make a bad decision with whatever it is you give them, sometimes it's better to just try to help them by not giving them something and hoping they can figure out how to maybe be a little bit more responsible before they have absolutely nothing. This next story is from Amazing Librarian 805 I waste a rude customer's time. Over 15 years ago, I worked in a retail store's electronics department. The store had a policy that any product behind a locked cabinet had to be paid for within the department before continuing on to shop through the rest of the store. One guy didn't like this and, in the most condescending tone possible, asked to speak to my manager because he didn't have time for this. Even though it only took a minute to pay for stuff, I knew managers in the store were notorious for taking their sweet time to come talk to angry customers. It wasn't unusual to page for a manager many times, so I obliged. I picked up the phone and dialed into the intercom. I page for a manager. A few minutes go by and nothing. I page again. No response. The customer is turning red with rage. In the end, I wasted over 30 minutes of this guy's time. As much as OP likes to say that they wasted 30 minutes of this guy's time, there was 30 whole minutes where this entire thing went on and went by, where the guy wasn't just like, screw it, forget it, come help me at the cabinet, I just want to get this and get out of here. They chose to waste that 30 minutes. And was the end result worth it? Probably not. This next story is from Hokey Pokey Guest List, Bucket Woman vs My Scraps Bucket. This is why we had motion-activated lights installed, I meant to share this one a while ago, but I got sick for a few weeks and didn't have the energy. After the vicious dog attack, our old side gate started to wobble alarmingly, almost like someone ran into it full tilt while escaping an angry house cat. We reluctantly decided to demolish it, knowing that would leave us more open to bucket woman visits. But since the new gate was due to be installed later that week, we reasoned that nothing that bad could happen. This is also the story of how wrong we were. Martin demolished the old gate on Sunday afternoon, neatly stacking the remains along the side of the garage, near the bins. Later that night, about 11pm, I took my bucket of kitchen scraps out to the green bin. I didn't bother turning on the light because I was intending on a quick trip out and in, and there was enough available light. It's the middle of winter and close to freezing, and I wasn't planning on staying out there very long. I waddle out into the dark, wearing my dressing gown and slippers. I had just reached the bins when I heard a noise in the yard behind me. I called out, who's there? No answer. I call out again, who's there? This time a shapeless figure silently came towards me. I hurled the scraps bucket at it. The figure screamed, so I screamed louder. Since my brother wasn't available, I grabbed one of the bins and tried to use it as a shield, but I tripped and fell over the old gate. Then the lights came on, and everything flooded outside. I was sat on my butt, looking up at the bucket woman now wearing my kitchen scraps, babbling and waving some papers. Disclaimer, I didn't score a direct hit with the bucket, the contents just splashed her. Martin grabbed a cricket bucket and growled at her, in a voice that would have frozen Hades. Get out now. The bucket woman tossed her papers in the air and fled, shedding potato and onion skins as she ran. Okay, my irrational brain insists on replaying it like that, even though I know I only splashed her. My daughter rang triple zero, the neighbors rang, and so did the bucket woman. She said she'd come to serve legal documents on me and I'd assaulted her. The police took the papers away, but left the scraps. So I limped away from this encounter, slightly wounded, but still a free woman and triumphant. When I'm old and in a nursing home, the memory of the bucket woman with my leftovers globbed on her legs will still make me smile. But wait, there's more. Sunday afternoon, Martin looked out the window at the remains of the old gate, and I could see an idea forming. Then he disappeared. I next saw him humping the old gate across the backyard and neatly piling the remains up against the shared fence, on top of the old fence posts. He came back in and said he'd moved it to the hard waste pile because it really is an eyesore for the rest of the street. And the bucket woman doesn't like it when we make the street look messy. The words hoist and petard spring to mind. I would love, if anything, if there was some kind of, like, camera footage of this encounter. Not for me to personally watch it, but to show it to somebody like the police where this lady's like, oh, they assaulted me. I just wanted to serve them some papers. And like in the video, you could probably see it was pitch black, night vision, fully on. Being able to see that somebody walked up on them in the dark and knowing how terrifying of a situation that is. When it's almost pitch black out and somebody walks up with something in their hand, I imagine the last thing you think it is is a bunch of papers for legal purposes. I'm sure OP was in that situation thinking, oh my god, this might be it. Frankly, I think Bucket Woman is lucky all they got was a bucket of kitchen scraps hurled at them. In our final story of the days from Santa's other brother, press setup man doesn't want to do his job, has to do more work. My first real job after my apprenticeship, I was doing repair and maintenance on progressive dies for a manufacturer of energy controls. Almost all of their dies were small, easy to lift. Their largest two dies were too heavy to lift manually, so they had carts the correct height. Slide the die off a cart, into the press, run the parts, then slide back onto the cart more difficult than it sounds. I did the maintenance on these two large dies. One day, I'm summoned to the press department. One of the largest dies is in the press. Setup man says that I screwed it up and he wants me to fix it. After some quick diagnosis, I try to politely explain that the die is crooked in the press and not centered on the feeder, his responsibility. Won't hear it, all my fault, I have to fix it. He wants me to do his job. That is not going to happen. The toolmaker says, okay, take it out, and I walk away. The setup man says, but, 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 take it out, means undo all the bolts, slide this 300 pound lump onto its cart, and push it the length of the building to the tool room. These carts didn't roll very well, this was a big pain in the butt. He does this, and then says, I'll call you when it's ready i knew there was absolutely nothing wrong with this die so i let it sit there all day less than 90 minutes until the end of the shift toolmaker says it's ready come and get it now he has to push it the length of the building again put it back in the press and set it up again back where we were that morning but this time it runs perfectly i made no changes didn't even look at it all in the setup The next day, the production supervisor comes by, wants to know why he missed a day of production. I told him exactly what happened. He was not happy. Six months later, dead of summer, same thing happens. Same result. The toolmaker says, take it out. He pushes it the length of the building. It sits there all day. He pushes it back. He sets it up correctly and it runs fine. I made no changes didn't even look at it, all in the setup. The next day, production supervisor comes by again. I told him exactly what happened, he was not happy. I think the manager finally clued in on exactly where the problem was because it never happened again. Honestly, I think what I love most about this story is there's management that actually hears the workers out so many times i feel like you hear stories like this where the worker who just loves to shift the blame and not take responsibility for possibly messing anything up will continue to try to shift the blame till the sun comes up and often these managers will end up taking their side because well i imagine it's a little bit more convincing when somebody comes to you and says no no, no this is exactly what's going on here not only do they hear and believe op and know the steps in the process But I love the fact that OP had this guy do all this work to wheel it into another room, OP could basically wiggle their fingers and pretend they're doing some magic juju spell, and everything would be magically fixed and all better again, and OP would have corrected whatever it was they did wrong. Too bad OP wasn't there when they put it in initially so they could do some finger wiggling then too. Then, according to the toolmaker, it never would have been wrong. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another revenge story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.